You're listening to Brigade Radio 1. Welcome to the Antisocial Show. episode of the anti-social show i am hunter block i am tyson saner how's it going tonight tyson it's okay how are you doing good 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 um if the audience listeners uh you have to bear with me tonight i am suffering uh bronchitis so if you hear me oh no kind of coughing every once in a while you know just uh forgive i was gonna ask it they sounded a little a little rough but i wasn't sure what it was yeah, just a little rough. I went to the, you know, went to the doctor, and uh, so they they gave me some mucinex and some nasal drip and stuff like that, and they said good luck. So oh. I'm uh, congested and whatnot. Oh, there you are. Um, so you congested and whatnot, you say? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm congested. My head, my nose, it all, it's all, uh, it's all screwy, dude. Like when I first uh, noticed that I was sick, though, I, I woke up with a, a extremely sore throat. Like I couldn't swallow, and my my glands were like swollen. It was horrible. That sounds terrible. Oh, absolutely, dude. I, I don't. I don't wish bronchitis on anybody because it actually can turn to uh, to walking pneumonia if uh, you know you don't treat it properly. God. So walking pneumonia. Hmm. Holy crap! I don't know if you heard. Yeah, that. walking pneumonia. Did you hear means that? Means that you have no symptoms. You, you must not have heard that sound that I just heard. There was a large explosion. Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's getting close to the 4th of July. We live in kind of a rural area. Can I have you hold on for a moment, please? I need to uh, go make sure everybody's okay here. Okay. Okay. But Or actually, uh, yeah, okay, sorry. I'll be right back. Okay. So while the uh, while Tyson's off doing that, everybody, the show must continue. So when Tyson gets back, I would actually like to talk about a uh, pretty upsetting thing as far as I'm concerned, as far as um, uh, AMC has officially canceled uh, Comic Book Man. Sounds like Tyson's coming back now. So let's see. Hello? Yes. Welcome back. Hello, yeah. So, yeah, it was a mortar. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. Is, is everything cool? Copacetic? Yeah, well, five you five? know. Well, yeah, you know, the 4th of July is coming up, so, uh, you know, by the time people hear this, it'll be past that, but uh, it's definitely on its way up, and people are celebrating a tad early at times, so we get to... Uh... It happens, dude. I mean, it's uh, what would be considered July, I guess, uh, July 4th holiday, a uh, weekend, you know what I mean? So people are getting... Because if you think about it, July 4th on a Wednesday this year, so a lot of people have to go back to work the next day, so everyone's getting their, their party on, I guess, to, you know, during the weekend, so... yeah. So, what do you? How do you treat bronchitis? Uh, well, you got to drink lots of water, okay? Okay. And uh, smoking obviously isn't good for bronchitis. You have to. Uh, what they got me on? Like, see, the last time I had bronchitis, they put me on like, um, like a, an inhaler, mm-hmm. and uh, which they did this time around, and they gave me uh, some antibiotic. This time around, I got the inhaler, I got Mucinex, and I got, um, I got. Uh, 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 nasal drip. Okay, they say it's called nasal. Drip. So the the I thought. It was... Yeah, I mean I don't know the official name brand of it, but it, oh. it it is basically a nasal drip. You just put it in your nose and you just uh, you know like a nasocort or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So so the, the whole thing is you're supposed to just keep yourself you know clear, like keep your chest clear and everything like that. Right now is Mucinex OTC over the counter? Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought because I'm pretty sure I've seen the, its commercials. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, you just go right to the uh, like if you're if you go to Walmart, you just go right to the, you know, the pharmacy section wherever they keep all the medical supplies and stuff, and it's like right there. 
Okay. So yeah, I, the, that's the commercial. Those are the commercials with like the uh, the the animated uh, the CG kind of like blobs that are like the mucus people, basically, right? Yes, absolutely. I always feel bad for the mucus when when it's like it gets hustled out <laughs> wherever it is. I mean, they make them like a cute family of people. It's like, oh, now now we. They do. It was like that seems kind of. Um, I, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, it it seems sort of like a weird thing to plant in people's heads that there's these sort of endearing creatures that live in your body, and it's like, and you have to be like the 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 the, the evil landlord and get rid of them or. You know the, mm-hmm. the person to evict them, and it's like it's. I guess it's sort of like trying to appeal to the sociopath in people. <laughs> I, I, I think so, I, dude. That that you're right though. It is weird because like obviously you're trying to get better, so like you know. Yeah. And then they 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 they're trying to basically sell you a medication to do that, but it, to do that, yeah. the marketing people have basically come up with like uh like you said a cute little cgi family yeah. that like lives in your body and like they think like you know they're your friends and then all of a sudden you pop this pill and it's like you're the evil landlord and you're like get the fuck out of here and they're all upset about it so it's kind of like a mind fuck really i think it really is you know it's, it's like why like make you feel bad i mean if it, maybe it's maybe it's the people are mucus and the idea is mucus isn't bad it's the circumstances are bad so it's like Exactly. Gotta, it's like sorry, but you have to go. You got to put them somewhere else. So because you don't mm-hmm. want you don't want people to think that mucus is evil. Because I mean, it, it right. serves a function. I mean, you don't. Oh yeah, absolutely. You, you don't want too much of it in your lungs, and you definitely don't want uh, much of it coming out of your rectum. But in general, uh, or as some people call it, muckus. I think that's muckus. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I don't know where people say muckus, but I have heard people say it before. Um, Oh, I'm I'm definitely sure it's it's a word, dude. Because you know, I mean, depending on like I guess what part of the region you're from or where you're from, you know, like there's cute little like words for everything for everything else, you know. Yeah. But uh, while you were away for your two seconds, mm. um, I told the listeners that the show must go on. I wanted to keep content going. Okay. So I was talking about the unfortunate uh, cancellation of Comic Book Men on AMC. Oh yeah, did you did you listen to the smodcast where they talked about it? Oh yeah, absolutely. And and uh, uh, dude, I mean, I did. I would have reached out to Mike Zapsic on uh, on Facebook, but unfortunately, I've been post blocked for seven days, so that's not going to happen until I get unpost blocked. Right. So um, that's an. So do you do you want to talk about how you got post blocked, or do you want to not talk about that? Uh, let's just say that I. I I put a certain because you know I I don't want to like piss anybody off really. Uh, let's just say I put uh, a certain somebody's face, and I I didn't morph it with a penis huh? on their head. I I found it on Google, oh. and I thought it'd be funny to to post that right. on Facebook. And as I was posting it on Facebook, Facebook contacted me immediately and said that this is considered nudity. Not disrespectful, but this is considered nudity. It goes against their, you know, their their law, uh, you know, their rules and regulations, and they mm-hmm. basically threw me in Facebook uh, book jail for seven days. For seven days, okay. So, for seven days, so you've been suspended. Which suspended, is- yep, yep. Okay, so that's well, so yeah. Oh, and so uh, recently we had uh, Ethan Dettenmeyer had a birthday, and uh, you contacted me on Instagram, uh, which people can do. And uh, yes, I can still do that on Instagram, which I will. But I want to say a very big happy birthday to uh, e- uh, Ethan Dettenmeyer mm-hmm. from me, Hunter, to you, Ethan. I hope it was a very happy birthday and uh, m- uh, many more to you, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, ditto. I, uh, yes. I, I already did the standard, uh, you know, wish him a happy birthday on Facebook because I get reminded uh, on Facebook whose birthday it is, uh, thankfully. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, uh, I will do that as of Tuesday. I will I will post on his wall because that's when I get paroled. Um, oh, yeah, from Facebook. Also gonna, I'm also going to reach out to Mike Zapsik again, you know, uh, say, uh, because, dude, uh, I mean, how upsetting is – I mean, to me it's upsetting that they, they decided – I mean, seven years, 96 episodes, four episodes uh, uh, shy of reaching their 100th mark. I mean, I, you know, it really depends. Uh, let's see if I can figure this out here real quick because I, I have That's- a theory. And let's see. Uh-huh. Uh, there we go. 
Okay. It knows what I'm okay. asking. Oh, okay. All right. So let's see here. Um, well, okay. So they, you know, yes, they want to hit a hundred, but, uh, uh, the, let's see here. Okay. So in the U S television industry, 100 episodes okay. is the traditional threshold for a television series to become viable for syndication. Mm. But this is the thing. Oh, I believe it's been lowered. Uh, so let's see here. I mean, if you really think about it, dude, comic book men definitely did have the ratings. So it's not like they didn't have an audience, a, a base audience. Mm. You know what I mean? Sure. I mean, sure. People watched it. I mean, they, I mean, they, and, and of course, if you're like myself who don't like reality shows, even though comic book men can, in fact, be considered a reality show, that was still a good show, dude. You know? Yeah, I mean, it, you know, what I saw of it was uh, I enjoyed. Uh, so let's see here. In, it says in recent years. OK, hold on. It is unclear okay. whether conventional wisdom came to decide that 100 episodes was the ideal. One of the first series made specifically for syndication, the 1953-55 sitcom Life with Elizabeth, purposely ended its run after only 65 episodes, concerned that producing more would saturate the market and reduce the syndication package's value. In recent years, the minimum number of episodes for off-network stripped syndication has been set at 88, typically four seasons of 22 episodes, although some programs have been relatively successful in syndication with fewer episodes. So they are only four shy of 100. They should be able to do syndication, which means they're going to theoretically be able to make money. Uh... Anyway, so they shouldn't be hurt too much by this. Not only that, but... Oh, I mean, yeah, but... But, like, uh, what? Um, well, I mean, I'm glad that they'll be able to make, uh, you know, make some money off of it. But mm -hmm. the, the thing about it is they were taught... And obviously, when we 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 dropped this particular episode, I may uh, tag Mike Zapsic into the, you know, into it so we can actually hear an episode. Um, but they were talking about... If you if you if you listen, well, you obviously listened to that Smodcast episode. I listened to that Smodcast episode. So they were they were talking about or dropping hints that you know maybe in the future it'll be brought back on another you know another television station, what, and you know obviously probably not AMC. Oh. Um, I hadn't heard that. I mean, I listened to the episode and I didn't hear that. But yeah, okay. well, it, they they said it might come back. Like I mean, they they were given like a like a ray of hope that it might someday come back. Is what I heard. Maybe I heard wrong, but um, so okay. Uh, I mean, I don't have. I don't have. You know, I'm not. I'm not. You know, I don't have this information. I don't have like inside information. But you know, it, they said that you know there was like a little sliver. Like it, it might come back someday, like somewhere else. And I did see, I did see uh, a petition on on Facebook about bringing uh, uh, comic book men back. I mean. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If they ever did decide to bring him back, uh -huh. even on a different, you know, television show, uh, a different TV station, uh -huh. um, different network, as they call it. Now, they don't call it TV stations. Yeah. That kind of sounds old. But if they do decide to bring it back, though. Different channel. A different channel. I hope they don't do, like, because I've said this before, like, we live in kind of like a, like a, a flashpoint reality right now. I think about this. Because huh? the X, let's let's talk about rebooted TV shows, and and the only two that come to mind like right now that's fresh in my head is the X Files that that uh, had season ten and then season eleven, and then it just it just stopped at season eleven. It didn't it didn't end so well. Oh. Same thing with uh, uh, Roseanne. The original TV series ran for nine years, cancel uh, not well canceled, or just went off the air. I don't and know. then of course they went into season ten, but. It seems to me like when they brought back, like, let's say, uh, the X-Files, right? Uh-huh. So, all right, so spoilers. Okay, so Tyson, you don't watch the X-Files, correct? Correct, I don't. But, I mean, like, I, I used to, uh, it's not because I don't like it. It's because it was on a channel I didn't have, and, uh, you know, it was on Okay, Netflix. so anyway, to give you a brief synopsis. Synopsis. Okay. The word is synopsis. Right. Right. That, that are, word right there. Synapses are things that are in your brain that fire electricity when you have an idea or a thought or when you move there. Little synapses fire back and forth. It goes, mm -hmm. And then you have like a thought or an action. A synopsis is, a, right. is the word you're looking for. Yeah, that's the word. Yep. So, all right. So to give you an idea of what I'm talking about, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, Mulder and, and, and Scully were partners in the, F, in the FBI, the X-Files, right? Yep. And... Basically, toward the end, 
toward the end of the uh, of all the seasons, they had a kid together. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, there was something about that in the second movie that they made. Cause yes, because I, I saw the, the movie, the two movies. Yes. So the kid turned out to have like uh, he was part human and part extraterrestrial. Okay. Uh-huh. In order to save his life, they had to send him away. Okay. Okay. One of the main villains is is the uh, the cigarette smoking man or the cancer man, basically. So he he's the guy that like basically runs like this dark uh, syndicate. The smoking man. <clears throat> right. As referred to in the Bare Naked Ladies song, one week. So, in in season eleven. It turned out to be his kid, who actually turned out to be Mulder's father. So, yeah. So that that's a fuck up right there. Now we go to Roseanne, of course. Not to get too far into this, but... That's a totally you know, different type uh, of episode. kind of mess up, yeah. Yeah, it was like a different type of Roseanne show that nobody even, like, nobody liked. So it was... It, yeah, dude, I mean, like... Well, I, I don't know why they do, like, these reboots like this, but... Well, uh, I don't have one of those... A sound effect handy, but cha-ching... That's the, that's yes. one reason. The other reason so is nostalgia. So what I'm saying is get back to my <laughs> – yes. Well, yeah, nostalgia too. But, I mean, nostalgia only works – I mean, I'm not saying like it had to be like – when it comes to like the Roseanne show, I'm not saying like it has to be like uh, like the exact same like it's always been throughout like nine – you know, throughout the nine seasons they had. Mm. Obviously, there has to be some change. But that, that was just ridiculous. I didn't – you know, I didn't, I didn't – You know? I didn't watch – I didn't watch Roseanne back in the day because I didn't have ABC and it was on ABC. So, but I know everybody liked it. Um, oh yeah, loved I, it. Well, not yeah. everybody, but a lot of people did. Um, I know specifically Kevin Smith and Jen Schwalbach liked that show. Oh yeah, absolutely, dude. But what I'm saying is getting back to my original point. Yeah. Is if Comic Book Man ever comes back, I hope it's not crazy and wonky like the X Files and the Roseanne show. That's all I was trying to make my original. That's like ah. my point. I was just trying to make. Interesting. But then I went into like this big tangent. So, forgive me, everybody. <laughs> oh yeah, tangent, you know how I tangent, am. Tangents aren't bad. Um, no. Um, <clears throat> have you had bronchitis before? Oh yeah, dude. I've been. I, I've. I suffered bronchitis. Uh, I've suffered from it since I was a kid. Oh, on and off. That's on and off. Interesting. No, all, you know. no, all the time. Um, what kind of question is that? On and off. Um, of course, on and off. Um, but it's weird because I, I don't normally suffer from it in the summertime. No, no, it's always like in the, in the, the winter. Hmm. Lenny Bruce used to say something about bronchitis and like uh, treating somebody sit next to the radiator all night or something like is, is heat good for bronchitis or not good for it? Is it bad for, is heat good for treating bronchitis or is it dryness or what's the, you know? You know I, mean? I think uh, probably dryness. I don't think heat. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. So I, I just, I just because I was outside earlier today, and it was about like eighty-eight degrees outside, and it kicked my ass. Hmm. I Warm. couldn't breathe worth a shit. Warm over there, huh? Oh yeah, dude. It's gonna be like uh, I believe a hundred degrees today. Well, that... it's gonna be uh, eighty-six by. Uh, it's gonna be like eighty or something like that. Eighty-one degrees by uh, eight a.m. this morning. Yeah, so the the heat has been bad. So, um, in, in the meantime, tell them Steve Dave has a Patreon account that they will be launching officially on uh, July fourth, which is a, which is very patriotic. Yeah, it's a few days from now. Um, but uh, I'm visiting their page because I, I have a Patreon as well. I, have a, I have a Patreon page. I don't have a Patreon campaign, but I do contribute to at least one. And uh, nice. Tell him, tell him, Steve, Dave. Their, their, uh, so their Patreon is www.patreon.com forward slash, and then tell M Steve Dave, which is T E L L E M S T E V E D A V E, and they already have three thousand five hundred and sixty patrons. So that's good. Yes, it is. Yes, yeah. it is. So, uh, but you know, I'm sure they, I don't know how much they're getting from each one. If, but I'll tell you, if they're getting the the, the minimum tier is five dollars. So. That's uh, it's like fifteen, sixteen thousand dollars a month. 
Nice. Nice. <laughs> yeah, but that's Tom Steve Dave. So now, yeah, with Mike yeah. Zapsik, it's nice that, uh, like, I mean, uh, I don't know if he does the cons like Ming does. Because Ming, Ming does the uh, conventions. Uh, I think Mike uh, Zapsik does do uh, the cons. I think he does them with uh, Ming, though, together, I think. Or it could be separately. So, yeah, I guess they have a podcast studio they were talking about. And so it would be great. Oh, yeah. Should try and go over there sometime and do a podcast with them. That should, that'd be oh, fun. absolutely! It's uh, it's in Eaton Town. Oh yeah, okay. So Eaton Town, New Jersey. Eaton Town. Yes, sir. Speaking of Eaton, we clumsy uh, <laughs> <a laughs> segue. Um, I, I uh, made cream of asparagus soup today. Oh, nice. Yeah, it turned out pretty good. Uh, it was a recipe uh, that was on um, it was on YouTube and uh, involved a, a, a an immersion blender or a stick blender, some people call them. Know what those are? Uh, wait. What is it called again? An, an immersion blender. An immersion blender. Yeah. Uh, no. It immerses. It's a blender that you. That's basically. It's on a wand instead of being like contained within a jar, like with spinning at the mm. bottom. It's on the end of a wand that has a little thing, and you put the wand down into the soup, and you know, and then to like to break up the plant matter and whatnot. Anyway, that's pretty cool. It was pretty tasty, and then uh, my nice. Wife, and then Laura, who says hi, by the way. Um, oh, hello, Laura. She made uh, pad thai, uh, chicken pad thai with a recipe that we had. So we, with like tamarind, ah. paste, tamarind paste and fish sauce and whatnot. So that ended up being good. Nice. So we had uh, pretty high fibers, tasty soup with uh, uh, some nice uh, pad thai. They had a lot of rice. Uh, it was rice noodles. So like, you know, green vegetable. It, would have, it was added, I think... Uh, didn't have any fruit, but it was pretty well balanced. I think. I think. I don't know. Nice. nice. I went to uh, on the border. On the border. User. What it's is a, that? Uh, Mexican restaurant. Oh, nice. Yes. Oh, it's 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 pretty damn good, dude. I mean, nice. obviously not the healthiest in the world, but uh, mm. their queso their queso dip is freaking banging. Oh yeah, yeah, that sounds good. I do like cheese. Um, mm-hmm. big fan of cheese. We, we occasionally make our own, uh, uh make, uh, tacos at home. We have a, a tortilla press and we have a bunch of masa flour. That's just, just corn flour. And, uh, yeah, we press and press our own tortillas. Uh, I don't know, maybe I want to say five times a month, but it seems like it's a little less than that lately. We certainly could. Mm, tacos are pretty good though. We could do them theoretically every day with the amount of masa that we have, mm. but, uh, but we don't do them every day. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, tacos is like one of those things, dude. If you, if you absolutely love tacos, you could probably eat tacos like every single day. Like not that you should, yeah. but unless unless you're willing to cut out the beef and eat like uh, let's say uh, uh, burritos, like black bean burritos are like mm. friggin' awesome. Now, are you cutting out the beef for vegetarian reasons or because you're trying not to eat red meat? Because there are other meat options. But, oh, um, like turkey. well, on this turkey takes on turkey. Yes. Turkey. Takes, yes. Takes on the seasoning pretty well. Uh, depending um, on I want to say like, I'm not cutting out meat like beef too much, but, um, I don't know. Like one day I decided to just, you know, give it a try, like, you know, like without the meat mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, it was pretty good. So I was like, yeah, screw it. You know, if I have like burritos at home, just, you know, yeah. black bean burrito and just adds a little hot sauce and That's, there you go. Sounds delightful. I mean, we, uh, we make, um, We've made cauliflower tacos before, so. I've never had cauliflower tacos. Is that good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's basically um, what you do is you oven roast your cauliflower and then you toss it with your taco seasoning. Um, oh, nice. And then you just kind of let that sit for a bit. And depending on the taco seasoning you're using. Um, yeah, and then uh, you put that in with the thing and it's, uh, you put that in with the thing and blah, blah, blah. It's not, you know, it's not meat, but it's it carries the flavor pretty well and it doesn't take away from the flavor of the other ingredients or add anything to it that's like unpleasant so pretty good yeah nice i want to say like when it comes to like um like vegetarian food and and a lot of vegan dishes i mean obviously i'm not i've never really sat down and ate a vegan dish but what i've seen on youtube and stuff it actually looks pretty delicious yeah i mean it's not hard to um have vegan stuff all you have to do is avoid dairy and meat really i mean and also things like eggs and whatnot but and honey but that's about it there's so many plant-based choices uh, if you were to go completely meatless which i'm not meatless but it's but there's many times when 
Like I could, I could probably go and I could. Mm, what is my? What is the meat that I eat the most often? Probably tuna fish, sardines, that kind of thing. I eat, I eat a lot of fish. Fish is good. <laughs> yeah, I like fish in cans. I like, I like pickled fish. <laughs> I like. Um, I can't do breaded fish, but you know, tuna salad. That's kind of a. That's a thing I have often. I, I don't know why it's called salad. It's not really salad. Do you use mayonnaise? Oh yeah. Um, although recently I switched to um, g- uh, generic uh, or store brand Miracle Whip, basically sandwich spread. Mm-hmm. I hadn't I hadn't really tried that stuff until uh, recently. I, I mean, I think I tried it when I was younger, and I was like, nah, I'm like, away this taste. I'm going back to mayonnaise, and then uh, just never got it again. But recently, I've been trying new foods and stuff, and so uh, I tried the sandwich spread, is what it's called, and um, yeah, it tastes pretty good. And then uh, nice. Using it to like dilute hot sauces and stuff to make kind of uh, spicy spreads. So like throw some like uh, we have a sauce out here called uh, ass kicking. I think it's got like a mule on it and uh, and it's like a garlic hot sauce and it's pretty hot. It's like seriously high Scoville hot. It's not quite Blair's level, which is pretty high, or Hot Ones level, but it's uh, it's uh, certainly well above like the standard like tabascos or even sriracha which is pretty low by comparison uh, i'm actually not sure exactly where it falls but pretty pretty good sauce anyway you mix that with some mayonnaise for a spread and you got yourself a pretty nice uh spicy and yet uh kind of creamy uh spicy sauce if you like spicy foods which i do oh i love spicy foods i do too i can't eat them all the time but i do like them um Mm-hmm. I've been trying to, uh, I mean, I absolutely love it, but I've been trying myself to uh, cut back the spice a lot. Yeah. Well, if there, if you, if you, if there are digestional issues, then that's probably a good idea. Mm-hmm. So there, um, there are a lot of, um, well, not a lot of, but there are some uh, probiotic foods that one can eat to, uh, to help with their stomach, like um, bananas are supposedly good for the, the stomach. Um Sauerkraut. Ah, yes, yeah. sauerkraut. I heard now. Kimchi. Raw sauerkraut, like, or do you have to like do something to it? Ah, uh, I mean, I think you mean like raw. You mean like cold or heated, or because I believe it's been pickled, so technically it's cured, and I think it's also raw at the same time. I'm not really sure what you mean. Yeah, by like raw. like out the like out the jar, or do you have to like you know cook it, or do you have oh. to do something special to it, or just eat it out the jar? You can eat it out the jar if you want to. I mean, it depends on what you know if you like the flavor of it enough. Um, I love the flavor of uh, of uh, sauerkraut. Yeah, well, there you go. You know, have. Uh... You know, have, a, have a portion of it, uh, and uh, you know it's that's it's pretty good. It's good for the stomach. Uh, there's a few a few probiotic foods, what they're called. Uh, I can't think of any others at the moment, but those are the main ones. Like but I yogurt, try, yogurt. Well, yeah, of course, absolutely. That's a great one. I have that. I try to have mm-hmm. yogurt every morning if I can, and uh, or I also try to have um, have a banana every morning if I can with my oatmeal. That's good for calcium. What bananas are? Yeah, bananas. Oh. Calcium, right? I, I I think. I think milk is what you get calcium from. I don't know. I, I, definitely potassium. Potassium, that's what I meant. That's it, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 not calcium. Great source of potassium supposedly. So, yeah. Yep. But even like milk is no good for you though. Like cow's milk is definitely no good for you. Uh, I mean, you know, if you're lactose intolerant, it's not. It's it's an okay source of protein. It really depends on what your goal is. Like if you're trying to lose weight, um um you know, then I guess it could be something that's, but then again, it's not necessarily about fats. I've noticed that my weight loss has been mostly centered around getting rid of sugars and also not being able to have, uh, not, not eating wheat. Like, uh, I've been eating ah. other grains. I've been having plenty of rice and corn and things like that. Well, not literal corn, not like kernels of corn, but corn based stuff like tortillas and whatnot, but no flour. And I haven't, I haven't gained any significant weight. I mean, I've, I managed to start e- eating ice cream again, which I rarely do. And I still rarely do. But nice. when I do, I don't like, I don't put the weight back on. So, well, I'm also exercising a lot and, well, not a lot, I'm, uh, every day, uh, which is not a lot. Everybody should exercise every day if they can. Um, oh, absolutely. Exercise is key, dude, because you, you don't want to like, 
you don't really want to be inactive for too long because mm-hmm. like you start you start losing muscle mass you start mm-hmm. like you know losing strength in your legs because you're not using them i mean it, it's bad yeah. for the, the circular tor- uh circulatory system mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's you know you pay for it you pay for it quickly oh yeah absolutely yeah. dude yeah that's why even if you go for a walk you know just to get like your your blood pumping you know your your everything like going you know what i mean oh, so yeah. i know exactly what you mean yes so um uh you remember i don't know if you remember but last show we were talking about um roger corman sort of making these edgar Allan poe movies but technically what we were talking about was uh the movie the raven with vincent price yes. peter, peter laurie and uh boris karloff and jack nicholson so uh i i sent away for a, a pack uh of a three pack of films and I got one with the pit, the pit and the pendulum in it, which is a, a, with Vincent. They're all, it was a Vincent price three pack and they're all in the, um, what's about eight films that are in the, the court Roger Corman, Edgar Allan Poe cycle, as it was called. Nice. Yeah. So it was a pit and pendulum, uh, tales of terror and the Raven. So we, we watched the Raven this afternoon before we mm-hmm. recorded. I hadn't seen it in a long time. Still holds up. It's, you know, it's just sort of cute. It's not really a horror. I think it's like horror film. It's more it, of a. It's like a supernatural light comedy sort of. Yeah, I mean it's 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 one of those films that definitely will stand the uh, st- uh, stand time, dude. Like I think it's like it's always going to be like a gem. So you've seen it, you know? Um, no, I haven't seen it, but I mean I've heard about it. You know, I've heard it. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, never actually sat down to watch it, but. I feel that it's 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 one of those movies that like will never go away, like in, yeah. in, a, in a good way. Yeah, you know what right. I mean? Yeah, sure, absolutely. So, so yeah, yeah. I mean, there's lots of movies that that have come and gone over the years that like you can't find them anywhere. You you'll never find them anywhere unless somebody gets bored enough to put them on YouTube. You know, some of them, yeah, absolutely. There, yeah. Uh, somebody put. Uh, um, those abominable Dr. Fives movies, movies up on YouTube, but I already have them on DVD because mm-hmm. I got them in a double pack. And those are, those are great. The most, oh, yeah. most of the movies that I've seen with Vincent Price in them have been fantastic in one way or another. And it, it, although it, even there was one with, um, that wasn't that fantastic, but it was still pretty cool because it had, um, it had John Carradine, Vincent, okay. Vincent Price, Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee all in the same movie. See, this is where you and I think alike, dude, because I was just about to say that if you have a movie with Vincent Price, yeah. Christopher Lee, yeah. and Peter Cushing, yeah. that's like a powerhouse team right there. And John Carradine, uh, who's been... Yeah, a, and John Carradine, right. Who's like in a hundred movies and lots of... And also, uh, you know, horror movies and science fiction movies. He was in... Uh, he was in The Ten Commandments with Charlton Heston, which I saw like... Oh really? Ago. Yeah, yeah. He was. He played uh, nice. Moses's brother. <laughs> Moses's brother. Aaron. Nice. Yeah, I think Aaron was his name. I think it was Jeff Goldblum in the uh, Prince of Egypt, the animated. Version. I remember, like, when I was a kid, like, I remember, like, watching like a few biblical old movies, like, you know, like a, a, a bunch of like old movies that are like biblical movies and such, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not really since I was a kid, though, because. But, depends on who the actors are. If you get them, if you get like good actors, then you're golden. That's true. Yeah. So uh, let's see here. The so there was eight movies. Uh, it says okay. in the Corman Poe films, right? Uh, and it's, okay. it says of eight films, seven feature stories that are actually based on the works of Poe. So I'll tell you what they are in order in their year, and then what they were based on, and then that'll be a short little list here. This is something for people to look out uh, look out for to watch. I've only seen one of these films, but I have two more of them, and I'll be watching them. Uh, maybe by the next time we get together, it's hard to say. So uh, the first one is called House of Usher, okay, which was from 1960, and it was based on the short story "The Fall of the House of Usher," classic Edgar Allan Poe. Second one is "The Pit and the Pendulum," it's 1961, and mm-hmm. it was and it was based on the short story of the same name. Uh, the third one is "The Premature Burial." Which is from 1962, and that is also based on the short story of the same name. And there's mm-hmm. T- Tales of Terror, which is 1962, and that is based on the short stories Morella, The Black Cat, The Cask of Admont, mm-hmm. The Cask of Admontiado, and The Facts in the Case of M. Valdemar. So it's like an anthology. <laughs> I, you want to say something. I have, uh, 
Yeah, hold on a second, okay? Mm-hmm. Hold on. Mm-hmm. One second. Mm-hmm. Be right back. Sure. Right here. I knew I had it. I have a book oh. on my shelf. All right. It has every single post story he's ever written. Nice. Yes, sir. So it's the complete Edgar Allan Poe or something like that. Yep, the complete collection of uh, of uh, Poe's works. Everything. Nice. So uh, the number yep. the number five one that it was the Raven. So the Raven was the fifth one of these films that were made, and it's that's my favorite, by the way, of of his works. Yes, it's a good poem. Yeah, so it's based on the poem. They added a story around it that was kind of interesting. Because there's not really there is sort of a story in the poem, but it's not it's not really like a, it's not the story that's in the film. It uses it though in an interesting way, so that's nice. Um, well, I mean, it's it's definitely not um, it's definitely not a story per se. Uh, it's a poem, but if you if you look at the poem, if you look like if you dissect the poem, mm-hmm. it can be in fact a story. Yeah. Uh, but it's not. It's 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 a poem. It's a uh, very dark poem, but yeah. it's a good poem. It's a it's a lament from yes. somebody who has lost somebody, and it's their it's their describing their descent into despair and madness essentially <laughs> exactly like my lost lenore yes lenore 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 yep once upon a night dreary as a pondered week and weary yeah so there's it, it starts off with vincent price reading the raven and that's the voiceover in the film and so it's kind of oh my god i would love to hear that well it's in the film um Nice. Yeah, nice. I don't know. I don't. The film is on YouTube, but not in a in a free sense. It is actually still they're still uh, charging money for it. Uh, One of the things about Vincent Price, other than his phenomenal acting, hmm. is his phenomenal voice. Oh yeah, a great. Voice. Like certain people just have like that that voice that you just you know that just commands respect. Like you know that you just absolutely whatever it is about their voice. You just love listening to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, it's so distinct, too. It's just got, you know. Exactly. Like, if you listen to, like, Vincent Price, for example, distinct voice. If you listen to uh, Christopher Lee, distinct voice. Yes. Um, exactly. So, I mean, and, and Christopher Lee was badass, too. He, he actually was quite badass, yes. In, in, in his personal life, as I mean, he can, like, take away his acting stuff. Like, take away his acting career mm-hmm. and just go with his personal you know, away from the spotlight, this guy accomplished a hell of a lot oh, outside yeah. of act. Oh yeah. He was a legit war hero or a, uh, he was, a, mm-hmm. he was like SAS special services or something like, yep. Like, uh, an actual, yeah, yeah, yeah. Operative. So yeah. next time everybody out there listening to this, the next time you want to watch a legit fucking horror movie about werewolves, you watch the fucking howling too, because fucking Christopher Lee's in there. And Jesus. when he's killing fucking werewolves, you think that that motherfucker right there, like, like legit, like he took out this fucking dagger and stabbed like this old man that was like ch- turning into a werewolf, like in the beginning of the film. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's like, where is Sturba or whatever her name was. Oh. And he's like the little where like the, the old, the old werewolf guys like laying there. He's like, never. And he's like, then you shall never ever rest for all times and he's like please i beg you and he's like where is Sturba? he's like dark country and then he like without like thinking twice about it dude he just like takes a dagger out and goes rest in peace and he just fucking stabs him in the chest yeah, but it's pretty so much next, Sturba, next yeah. time you watch this film everybody just yeah. remember that that man that motherfucker killed people in real life so you're saying yeah, yeah war yeah. hero yes absolutely war hero he saved lives but he was a bad motherfucker in real life. Yeah, yeah. Howling to your sister is a werewolf. What? Werewolf. A, yep. What a garbage movie. <laughs> you hated it? I didn't hate it. I just it is really it's not a good movie. It's great. It's fun to watch, but it's it's terrible. I mean, it's I've never heard, ladies and gentlemen, I've in all my years of knowing Tyson and it's almost been a decade, I've never heard him say anything <laughs> like that before about a particular movie i've never heard him say garbage before a movie oh well you oh know. my god I, I, tyson who are you and what have you done to my friend <laughs> i'm not telling people not to watch it i'm just saying like okay so the howling the original film great movie you know that was good yeah yeah this this film is it's called howling to your sister is a werewolf 
which makes sense if you've seen Howling. I won't spoil anything, but it's it makes more sense. It is it's a clunky title. It could have just been called Howling too, but whatever it's called, uh, it is it is technically a sequel to the first one because they do recreate certain events and they tend and they attempt to tie the ends the end idea of the first film to the new story. But other than that, yes. it's not really a sequel. <laughs> it's no, not really. It, it, it's like I mean, it invents a whole other. It's as much a sequel to um, to it, Howling Two is as much a sequel of Howling One as as uh, or no, it's I don't know if it's more or less, but it's a weird sequel in the sense of how um, how Highlander Two, the Quickening, is a sequel to Highlander One. Like it's it's okay. It's, I'll give you that. I'll it, give you that. It's got the same characters. It's got a, a similar idea. It's got you know your, but it, it adds a whole other backstory to it and like takes the the mythology of the characters in a whole other direction. And that's kind of what Howling Two does as well. It kind of creates an extra world around these the the the, uh, the werewolves. So yeah, I'm not saying it's not interesting. It's just a, it's just a bizarre See, movie, and it's, there's some crazy great special effects in it, but and oh yeah, or special makeup effects, I should say. Well, um, you feel about you feel about Howling Two like I feel about Howling Six. I don't remember Freak Howling Show. Six. Oh, Freak Show! Yeah, I didn't see that one. I saw Dude, it. I was so fucking disappointed with that with that um, with that whole movie. It, it was just all right. Let me. I'm not going to give spoilers away, okay? But. Uh, can I mention the fact that there's a vampire in it? In in Howling Six. Six. Oh, you know, now you think about it, I might have seen that movie. It's like vampires versus werewolves kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Here's yeah. here's my problem. Okay. Uh huh. I love vampires. Like like growing up, I I love the whole mythology. Um, I liked what Anne Rice did with with her vampires. Like she completely like revamped, like no pun intended, but she revamped the whole idea of where vampires come from. And I and I totally respected it. Like I loved it to death. Like I read all the books, uh, saw the movies. I love Bram uh, Stoker because he's the one that came up with the original concept of, the, of vampirism. I mean, whether he did or not, but he came up with the concept of Dracula anyway. Who did? Um. Bram Stoker. So I like that. Okay. Yeah. Huh? Who who did? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Bram Stoker. I'm like I'm not saying like he probably he probably didn't invent vampires, but he pro- he invented the mythology with Dracula and, and where vampires came from with, through Dracula, being like the ultimate badass, like the first vampire, like the source of all the the evil when it comes to vampires. Strange. That's Bram Stoker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Howling six. So. Freaks. I appreciate that. But what I didn't like about Howling 6 was the whole like the whole series was basically based around werewolves, right? Yeah. In my opinion, they should have left it like that. And not only that, but the werewolf in Howling 6 did not look like a werewolf at all. Oh, it didn't? No, he didn't. That's why I didn't like it, because he didn't look like a werewolf. Def- it, it was stupid. I'm definitely going to have to see these movies, but I have to have time to see movies. And it's it's like finding the time yeah. is can be difficult, because I've got these other... Because it takes away time from shooting, epi- shooting episodes of, of Tyson Sainer Gamer or editing episodes of the podcast. Oh, before we get back into um, those awesome movies that you were talking about... Yeah. Um... Can I mention our uh, well in the last episode of the anti of I'm sorry antisocial show? Mm-hmm. Um, Tyson dropped a uh, commercial sort of commercial announcement with Ethan Dettenmeyer about the Halloween uh, the combat Halloween soundtrack coming out. Oh yeah, I put that in there to remind people that that's a thing. Yep. So in fact, everybody, uh, Tyson and I are working on ours, and I've, I, obviously this will episode will be dropped before that even comes out. So. Oh, um, Definitely get your yeah. copy when it comes out because yeah, it would be badass. There's a link in the most in the in the most recent episode, which is number fifty four, um, also called um, "Dark Ride Dreams." That uh, in the description of it, it links directly to the Haunted Tour track from the Halloween uh, Combat Radio Halloween album for Charity Three that it's featured on. And uh, yeah, we'd appreciate it if y'all would check that out. Because uh, we did put a lot of work into it. So. Mm-hmm. 
ready for Halloween? Well, it doesn't have to be Halloween for you to be ready for this. The Combat Radio two-disc Halloween albums, featuring many of our epic regulars, musicians, songs, and haunted audio tales. All there for you anytime you want it. You want Halloween in August? You want it in May? You want it in April? Get it. Go to CD Baby, enter Combat Radio Halloween, and get yourself hooked up with some haunted awesomeness today. So I got to thinking. Yes. Last episode of uh, Antisocial Show mm-hmm. was uh, was was pretty uh, was pretty cool because we were talking about these dark rides and of course we were talking about Adventureland. Okay, mm. uh, so Action Park, Action Park, that's it. Mm-hmm. Which I've never been to, so uh, forgive the uh, the fucking up of the name. But uh, I said that it, it it featured in a weird New Jersey uh, uh, page a story. And yes. it's it's actually it's actually pretty sad because a lot of these places, like every state has like its own like myths and local legends. I'm sure California has their own places to go to that's weird and Plenty. odd. Plenty. Plenty. So it is Jersey, believe it or not, as small as we are. But at, at the same time, it's kind of sad because a lot of these places are, are going away like they're getting demolished, like goodbye, gone. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's kind of sad in a way, like because like the the adventurer can't actually go and see these places for themselves. Right. Well, let's see. Action Park, the location is... Uh, I remember looking this up. Okay, so there... It is in Vernon, New Jersey. Ah, okay. And it is called... Uh, it is now uh, called Mountain Creek. Mountain Creek. Uh, is that Mountain Creek, uh, Creek Resort? This is a good question. Uh, let's see. Mountain Creek Water Park. Oh, so they re- they reopened it under a different name. Yes, it is. Uh, the park is located on the original site of Action Park, one of the first modern American water parks, which was opened from 1978 to 1996. Um, so let's see. It is Mountain Creek Water Park. So yeah, it is. Its operating system is June to September. So like now, basically, it's operating now, and it mm. it is. I I I mean, they must have. Okay, so they've got more development planned. Oh, it's 2014, 2015. Uh, okay, so no, sorry, there's no new development. Well, there's been new stuff since then. Anyway, it's open now, and uh, I would send you a link to the website through Facebook, but we can't do that. Actually, you can, because I can still look at it. I just can't respond to it. Like, I can open it up, and I just can't respond. Oh. Oh, wow. That looks fun. Oh, yeah. they <laughs> <laughs> okay, well they have, their their webpage is pretty lively. Uh, it's got like a video right as you as you go on it. I, it's kind of like the web very the web-based version of my webpage has a has a, a video that I made for licorice pancakes silently sort of running on the on the on the page there and it's like it's not uh it's not on the mobile versions at all, which is fine. It's just um because it's a whole it's a whole silent video running. That, you know, it's just something okay. to, just something to look at, but like uh this 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 video for this page is like a whole uh like a whole uh, well a full a full screen video going i guess would be the thing so i just sent you the link and all that. oh snap so now i'm wondering if like the there are now safety measures at this place oh it would have to be i mean oh yeah i mean so i can't like go there and like be nostalgic i mean not that i've ever been there so it's not really a nostalgic thing for me but like i couldn't go there and pretend to have nostalgia by riding, let's say, the go-karts and, like, you know, taking my life in my own hands because, you know, there's no safety barriers. All right, I'm seeing mostly water park attractions on this, and it's, it's nice, like, nice. a lot of it's the same. I'm looking at the same architecture from the uh, the documentary, the, the defunct land thing, but there's a lot of some different stuff here, too. I mean, there's some great-looking stuff on their page. I'm, I'm recognizing the wave pool from the documentary and recognizing the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight... Eight lane water slide. It's eight lanes going down all at once, which you know, see, you know, it's, it's potentially dangerous, but not as dangerous as the loop to loop. There's some really long looking. I mean, some really cool looking. Oh my god! And I see, I do see a loop to loop. Oh god! It might be a no. side, might be a sideways one. I don't know how they how they even how would you not get stuck in that? Okay, well, but but you would so, have to be like like like. Uh, all right, so like obviously, I want to say this to everybody, so I don't sound like an insensitive prick. 
Okay. Right. Sure. Um, I am five foot seven. Okay. <laughs> so am I. And I weigh approximately a hundred and probably seventy eight pounds. So there, there's, oh. there. I don't have like I don't have like a body of ab anymore. Like I don't have like you know like a chiseled chest or like you know like flat abs. Nothing like that anymore. Huh. Like all my, I still have pretty like I still have like all my muscles are still like in my arms and my and my legs obviously, but like my chest and my stomach obviously I look like you know I'm like fucking Santa Claus here. Um, but if I wear clothes, I look skinny enough until I take off my clothes, obviously, which I don't take my gear off for anybody. But now what I'm saying is for, and not to sound insensitive, obviously, cause I just told you that I am, that I am heavy. Sure. Um, but what if like for that, that slide you're talking about, what if like a, a heavier person got on that thing and decided to just go down it? I mean, would, would there be like a possibility of like them getting stuck or, or do you have to have like a weight requirement to get on this thing? I, I I'm just curious. That's a great question. I don't know. I assume there's got to be some. Yeah, there's got to be some restrictions. I mean, like if you can't fit into the thing, you can't go down the thing. That's just uh, and and unless you you know your plan is you know suicide by water slide. Like like too fat to slide. No, yeah. I'm not stealing that from nothing. I promise. No, I understand what you're saying, though. I mean, like, I mean, because I, I would have, wor- I would have worried about going down these things that when I was at, two, oh yeah, I was at two twenty and five seven. I'm like five seven. And I half. think so. this is going back, dude. This is going back to probably I want to say this was right before I met you in two thousand six, two thousand seven, mm, two thousand twelve. Well, yeah, we met in two thousand twelve. Yeah. Um, but I had stopped smoking. I gave up cigarettes for about a year. And this is going back in like 2008, 2009. Okay. And I had to go to the gym, obviously. But I want to say I weighed like my most max was like 213 pounds I've ever weighed, like my heaviest. Oh. Because when I gave up cigarettes, I just – Eight and eight and eight and eight and eight. Like I had like this fixation with Burger King. Sure. Well, it's I mean so, it's, it's tasty, you know. Oh yeah, dude. It, it, absolutely, dude. Like the fucking like the the quarter pounder, like not the quarter pounder, the Whopper with cheese mm-hmm. was like phenomenal, dude. Like I have a like. This is how like chunky I am, dude. Like I'm a I'm a fat. So I don't give a fuck. I went to. Hold, let me pull the picture up. Okay. I went to Burger King uh, January eleventh. Of the same year, okay? Uh-huh. And I don't do fast food too often, but, like, I needed something to eat. Like, I, I, I didn't want to wait till I got home. I was on the road, part of my job. So I went to Burger King, and the manager of Burger of this particular Burger King, he's like, do you want to see the best Whopper on the planet? Like, the, the, the most put-together, picture-perfect uh, Whopper that you've ever seen in your life. And I'm like, yeah. So he made this Whopper for me. And I took a picture of it, dude. Like, it is fucking dead on center. Like, it, it, it's fucking phenomenal. Uh-huh. Like, perfect. Like, look at this motherfucker. Oh, you see that? Kind of. Oh, yeah, nice picture. That's the burger. What is that? Your Instagram? Is that what you... What is that? Just... That's like... Yeah, I can't see it. The camera. best Whopper I've ever seen in my life put together. Nice. It's a good, it's a good, looking, it's a good looking burger. I can't eat that. I can eat part of that. <laughs> Well, I try to like I'm I'm giving like I gave up fast food in general. That's that's usually that's a that's a pretty good idea for the most part. Yeah. yeah, but like once in a while I'll like I'll like bend and like okay one once in a blue moon not like it used to be like I used to like hit up Burger King at least right. or Wendy's at least twice a week, three times a week. But now I've given up now I've given it up completely. So if I go there like once a month, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, because if you really think about it, dude, like you really do have to like, and and of course, as always, we get away from like t- like topics, but y- y- you do have to like watch what you eat, in, in all sense of the word. Like, obviously, if you go to Burger King, you go to Wendy's, you go to McDonald's, you're gonna get fat. So if anyone like sits there oh. and says, "Well, I'm gonna sue the fuck out of these people because I ate there and I got fat," well, how much were you eating for you to get fat? Right. Well, it's it's also. I mean, look, I was getting I was getting fat because I was also drinking uh, sugary sodas all the time. Oh yeah. Like we switched and, and we switched from high fructose to cane sugar like a few years back, and like I, you know, and like because it's because <laughs> we were like, no, you shouldn't have high fructose corn syrup because it's processed with mercury and 
Although whatever. It oh was, yeah, dude. whatever it was. But the point is, we skip. We 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 weren't doing ourselves any favors as far as calorically, and so I just you know I'm sure I gained at least you know five to ten pounds just from sugar. So when I stopped ingesting all that sugar, weight weight just started coming off. Like I needed to pay attention to what foods were making me sick, and it was hard to narrow it down. Sometimes you know I didn't. I didn't. It'll take like food. hot dogs. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Please. Unless like. I love hot dogs. Don't get me wrong. Like, I love them. Like, I go to a barbecue. That's what I want. I want, like, a fucking hot dog with, like, mustard and ketchup, okay? Okay. I'm not stupid. I know how hot dogs are made because I've seen them on YouTube videos. And obviously, it's 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 gross. It's like a pink slime that they've turned into a hot dog. So, obviously, like, I know what I'm putting into my body. I know it's wrong. I know it's bad. But at the same time, it's fucking delicious. Oh, yeah. Um, I like uh, turkey dogs. Well, do you remember um, – well, turkey dogs are, are, are good for you. Better yeah. better than yeah, yeah, yeah. better than, than what they make uh, hot – okay. Give me an example. Uh-huh. Do, you, do you remember watching Demolition Man? I do. Okay. Do you remember how like when fucking uh, Sylvester Stallone wakes up in like the future and like everything's changed, the food changed, like the attitude changed, et cetera, et cetera, right? Yep. Do you remember like him going down into the sewers with the other cops? Oh yeah. And he goes up and he gets himself like a fucking hamburger, and fucking whatever. <laughs> what was her name? I forget the actress's name. Um, uh, Sandra Bullock. Yes. Yeah. She's like, "Do you see any cows around here, detective?" He's like, "Uh, uh-uh. uh no." No. I don't. And he's he's like, "What is this? Is this rat?" And and the the fucking lady's like, "See, see, see, see." Yeah. He's like, "He's like, this is a rat." He's burger? like, bites it. He goes. Okay, I'm gonna take my rat burger and my beer. Yeah, he's like, I guess yeah. So he, it's pretty good. He knows it was he knows it was bad for him, but it tasted good. Well, it, it's not necessarily it was bad for him, but it was it wasn't it certainly it wasn't beef. Was eating, no, it wasn't he, beef, but like eating rat, how healthy but... can rat? Yeah, but how health how, how healthy can rat meat be? Well, I guess it depends on how you raise the rats. You know, like if you're raising. It, if <laughs> well, you... dude, I mean, if we, I mean, if you think about it, dude, I mean, I hate to say this, but if we have like an apocalypse of some sort, I mean, we're going to be resorting to like eating rats. Oh yeah, rats, cockroaches. Um, you know. Yep. Well, do you remember when I told you to watch? Um, do you remember when I told you to or suggested that you watch uh, Rats: Sign of Terror? <laughs> Yeah, it was a long time ago. I remember when. You, yes, and I it, it I I do remember trying to watch it back then, and then like uh, I stopped like watching it and came back, and it had been taken off of Amazon for a while, so I I couldn't. And then I did finish watching it recently, which I mentioned on the our episode, uh, Darley Irk Days with Davian Dent. Yes. Do you remember how, like, that one dude was like giving away like rat recipes, and he's like, "Oh yeah, if you cook them in vinegar, they're fine." He barely. I barely remember that. That movie was like was like a weird dream. Oh, it was a weird dream. Like it, the whole movie, like the whole concept was like weird, dude. But like, I mean, honestly, like that was at a time like the eighties <laughs> when like movies were just like, I mean, they were great. I love eighties horror movies. I love eighties sci fi movies. But like a lot of them were weird, dude. Well, it was also dubbed, so I mean, it's like it, there's stuff. That, oh yeah, that was, just doesn't translate correctly. Like you, you, there's some weird no. lines in there that you would never hear said in a an American movie written in English unless it was a comedy. Well, like I mean, if you can get past like all right, well, Demons and Demons Two, which is basically the same uh, guy who did Rats: Not a Terror. Um, you mean when you say did, you mean directed, written, directed, produced? directed, okay, directed and directed, wrote, directed and wrote. Yeah, really, I think so. Yeah. Ah. Uh, so it, it, an Italian film for anyone out there listening. So if if you can get past. Uh, th- the fact that it is in fact English dubbed and not in English subtitles, um, you'll enjoy it. Oh yeah, I don't mind. I think it's, it's if you, if you like the weird, sh- you'll like that. I don't mind the fact that it was dubbed. Dubbed. It's just the fact that it was dubbed yeah. adds to it being weird because of, oh yeah, it, like because it, it was. It, there's something a little bit off about it. It's like the uncanny valley of movies when that happens. Like you know when you when you look at something that is like a little bit too real. But not yes. but slightly unreal. It's off-putting. It's that's what it, it was similar. Watching Rats: Night of Terror because there was you kind of go okay. Well, some of this feels like natural and like that's probably their voices coming out of those people because they would do it well in some spots or whatever it was. Sometimes the illusion worked and other times it didn't. And when it didn't work, it was really unnerving. So, oh yeah, dude. Like, all right, like take for example, um, 
and and this is totally non-related, I think, but in the same content, uh, you, you know what I mean? I, I would still recommend this movie, by the way. You know, I'd say people should watch this. Right. I think like what Tyson's talking about is, is is the fact that in in certain spots they they dubbed it. And if you can read lips when someone's like not talking like verbally, but like you can still read your lips and kind of make out what they're saying, mm-hmm. the illusion is is that in certain spots the 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 what they're saying it matches with the with the dubbed English, and in other spots it ha- makes absolutely no sense with what they're saying and then what they're actually saying, like not speaking at all. Like if you read their lips is, and it kind of like destroys the illusion kind of like, for example, the, uh, going to wrestling, take like the undertaker, right? Okay. So every time the lights would go off, like it's pitch black and then the lights would come on, there'd be the undertaker. Like you never saw him enter the ring. Okay. Okay. You actually did one time when you saw him run into like run down the ramp, run into the ring because he hit the cameraman by accident. So that right there basically destroyed the illusion of how he got there when the lights went off and, and when the lights came on. So it, it, it destroys the illusion because in, in you're right in, in some spots like they match it perfectly and other spots are like, well, what they're saying like like audibly is not actually what they're actually saying inaudibly you know what i mean if you if you read their lips basically like for for example if they're talking about like oh the rats are coming at us and like you're seeing like the americans are pieces of shit (laughs) like you know what i mean like it doesn't just like uh, that doesn't happen by the way i'm just making you know an analogy but Mm. it's a strange movie Oh yeah, dude. It was definitely uh did you like the ending? Uh, By the way, like I don't want to give it away. Oh yeah, I thought it was fine. Like did I, I, you know, it was, yeah, like, did it, it, it was it was a you know, it was <laughs> it was a it was a you know, what they call a cherry on top, you know, where it's just like right. this is already a bizarre Sunday, so here's the delightful cherry on top of it, you know, is where it's like, oh well Oh yeah. Like where it's it's like um, you know, a slightly more it's it still kind of feels like a Twilight Zone episode, really. Oh, yeah. Except with, well, you know, like nudity and extra blood and things, yeah? You know what to me was funny about this whole movie? <laughs> what? Is, okay, so you, you in the beginning of the, of the movie, they talk about how there was one community underground and a group of people couldn't conform to the way of life, so they went above ground, correct? Sure, yeah, something like that, yeah. And the, the, uh, they became two separate communities where the underground people saw the above-ground people as, like, barbarians, okay? So you're thinking they're stupid. But in certain aspects, they're not really stupid. You know, like, like they seem to know what's going on mm-hmm. in, in certain parts of the film to where they don't in other parts of the film. Yeah, I'm not sure what they're... Like, yeah, it was, it was, <clears throat> it was kind of hard for me to get a, get a fix on their motivations aside from just finding shelter and then food and then, then trying to stay alive because there was an onslaught. I, well, I, when they were happy to find flour and like they were eating flour and fucking raw sugar, it was kind of like, you know, well, that was, that like was how weird. desperate are they? Yeah. It's a strange. It's like, they did, I mean, it makes you, it's like, like they don't know how to use flour. That was, that was interesting. <laughs> it was yeah. So strange, but they knew how to, they knew how to use a telephone. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm guessing yeah. there's machinery down where they were. You know, telephones make sense. But, like, you know, maybe they, they don't have fire because they don't have grain, I guess. They're not growing any grain yeah. where, they're at, where they well, are underground. So, so they can't make Do you remember when yeah. the, the leader, Kurt, like, walked up to the guy called Video and he's like, he's like, what is all this shit? And the guy's like, it's a video game. He starts, he starts like, hitting the fucking computers and, like, hitting all the buttons and trying to make it play. Yeah. yeah. And then the bald guy is like, it's not a video game. It's a computer. Like, he was, like, the only guy that seemed to, like, have knowledge of anything. Well, you know, you know what I mean? there's always going to be somebody in a party that's like, yeah. There's always an interesting like, assortment of types in the film. You know? it's like, yeah. You know, they had, like, kind of, they rounded it out with, like, a, an interesting, you know, types of characters. Oh, yeah. And, and by the way, dude, like, I've, uh, where did I read it? I read it somewhere. Like, those, like... Demons, Demons 2, like, for example, were, like, really the only Italian films, horror films, that Italy got right. Demons, Demons 2. 
Demons 2. Lamberto Bava. Produced yes. Pr- produced by Dario Argento. Yes. Lamberto Bava. Well, that about does it. For the Antisocial Show, I'm Tyson Saner. And I'm Hunter Block. Be decent to each other. Absolutely. Have a good time, folks. Mm-hmm.